What if? Huh? What if? Last week we kicked off this new series called What If? And we're going to do this for the next couple of weeks, but ask what if and then fill in the blank with a question. Last week was what if. Does anybody remember what last week was? Yeah, what if we really loved God? I heard somebody say it, which is uh, what we talked about last week. What if we really did that? What would that look like? What does God call us to in that? How can we do that? We talked about. So this week, we're going to get into a different question, and we're going to say this. What if, can I get the next slide for me, please, my friends up in the booth? Okay, what if we really loved other people is the question for tonight. What if we really did that. Now, a lot of us in here would say that I totally love other people. Um, how many of you in here have heard you're supposed to love other people? Hands up if you've heard that before. Yeah, okay, hands down. We've all heard it, and I think all of us kind of know that's what we're supposed to do. But how many of us really do this? And what exactly does it mean to love other people? Like, like I love some people. Like, I love some people a lot. I, you know? Sometimes they do stupid things and I still love them. So I I do that, kind of. So what exactly does it mean to love other people? What does that really mean? We're going to get into that. And what does Jesus call us to? What does God ask of us when we say love other people? So with that, let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Verses 43 through 48. Next slide. This is the first couple of verses here. Let me set the stage for you, okay? Jesus, heard of him? Yeah, son of God, savior. He's in the Bible a lot. Um, He is hanging out with these folks on the side of a mountain. And he's about to give a sermon. Therefore, this is called the what? Sermon on the Mount. Yes, some of you have heard it. It's kind of famous. It's probably the most famous sermon of all sermons given by any type of Uh, spiritual teacher. I mean, this is like one of the big ones, right? The Sermon on the Mount, this is where he talks about a whole bunch of different things. And there's one particular thing that he talks about that we're going to look at tonight, and it's in chapter 5, verses 43 through 48, and this is what it says in the beginning. He says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Makes sense, right? Love your neighbor, the folks that you know, that you're friends with, love those people, and then the people that hate you and that are your enemy, you know, hate them. It's kind of even, you know, eye for an eye and all that stuff. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Now, you can go ahead and go to the next slide, you guys. Uh, Let's stop there for just a second before we talk about this last part and talk about that part. So, You've heard it said, love your neighbor, love, love the people that you love, the people that are easy to love. You've heard that. And hate your enemies. You've heard that before. That's kind of a, that's the way most of us operate. You know, if you love me and I love you, you know, we have a good relationship. The love thing's pretty easy. If you hate me and kind of hating on me and there's some, you know, fighting and gossip and stuff between us, like I'm probably going to have some bad feelings towards you. Anybody in here ever hated someone before in your life? I think everybody's hand should be up at some point. You have done that, whether it's today or yesterday or last week or last year. I think all of us have at some point had an intense feeling of, man, 
I just want something bad to happen to that person. And sometimes you want to do the bad thing to that person, right? You like, you want to clench up your fist and just say, right in the face, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the feeling we get sometimes. Sometimes we're like, man, I really hope they close their eyes and cross Highway 92. Man, that would be so awesome. But that's not cool, all right? Not good. Because Jesus kind of flips that whole thing on its head, right? Love your neighbor. Yes, you've heard that. Hate your enemy. You've heard that. But I'm saying to love your enemy too is what Jesus says. Why? Well, because God loves who? Everybody, right? It's not like he loves the people that love him and then doesn't love the people that don't love him. He loves everybody. And if we're his children, who are we supposed to imitate? Our daddy. We're supposed to imitate God. Therefore, we're supposed to love everybody. So Jesus is kind of flipping this thing around on us. It's like, whoa, I don't have that loving feeling for the people who are hating on me. If they're talking trash about me, they're still in my, you know, my, my girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case is. Or they're, they're talking junk on, on, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Or they're spreading rumors at school. It's going to go down. They're going to go down. Like, it's, it's on, okay? I don't like that person. Not only do I not like that person, some of you would go as far to say, I hate that person. Hate them. Some of you in here would say that about your parents. I know I said it at some point to my parents. Like, they told me to do something I didn't want to do, and it's, I just got so frustrated. I just hate you, ah! And just ran off and slammed, slammed the door. I'm sure I got in big trouble for doing that. Um... But we have these intense feelings sometimes, and sometimes hate's one of them. And so Jesus addresses this, right? Hate your enemy is usually where we go, but he's saying love your enemy. Now this is where he keeps going. He says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Now let's stop right there. The tax collectors, that's not really something we have nowadays i mean we pay taxes but there's not people walking around door to door collecting taxes back then there were there were people who would go door to door and have to get the taxes for the government and take them from people so guess who were people that people typically didn't like tax collectors like if somebody comes to your door and they're wanting money and you owe them money those are people you don't typically like okay and so they weren't looked upon as these nice guys or, or, or ladies. They're, they're, not, they're not the coolest people. I mean, people have some pretty intense feelings for tax collectors. And so when we're talking about tax collectors, they're, they're saying the tax collectors even love the people that love them. Like, that's easy. Even the lowly tax collector that nobody likes loves the people that love them. So there's no big deal that you love the people that love you. That's easy. But he keeps going, he says, and if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Pagan is somebody who doesn't believe in God. Um, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now that last sentence there is pretty intense, right? He just called us to be what? Perfect. Like our heavenly Father is perfect. So the goal is perfection. I mean, we fall short of that. 
But that is the goal. The goal is to imitate God. God is perfect, so we're trying to live for him, represent him to this world who is lost, who is dark, who does not have, a, have love. We need to bring that love. We need to look like our Father. We need to love like God loves. So we don't need to just love the people that love us. We don't need to love the people that are part of our little clique, our posse, our group. Because if we do that, that's what everybody does, right? And we all know middle school is notorious for the cliques and the groups that are only together and you cannot intermingle or talk to anybody else and you're very, like, standoffish with, with outsiders, right? That's how I was with my friends in middle school. Is it still that way? I thought so. I, w- I wanted to make sure, though, because I'm a little out of touch. But I, I figured it was still that way because that's just how we are as people. And adults do this, too. It's not like just middle school this happens. There's adults that do the exact same thing. Like, if you're in the same kind of general social circle... You can hang and talk. But if you're in a different social circle, and I'm not talking about the social circle that we do here. I'm talking about the the one that's at school that everybody kind of understands. You know, it's like the unspoken thing. Like, I can hang out and talk with this group here. But if I step outside of that, it's like, it's weird. It's uncomfortable. They might say things to me that's going to get me fired up because they're going to make fun of me. Or I might make fun of them if they come over into our territory or try to talk to one of our friends. You know what I'm saying? It's like if that one person that isn't in your group walked over to your lunch table and sat down next to you guys. All of you would kind of get weirded out, wouldn't you? You'd probably all stop talking and just kind of look at them. And some of you wouldn't stop talking, you would direct some negative comments towards that person. And then there's other times in school where we see these people who are not even sitting with a group, they're kind of sitting alone at lunch, and they always have to sit alone at lunch because nobody will accept them into their group. And people will make fun of them, and people will kind of throw these little jabs at them all the time. And it happens all the time, every day, in every school. There's no exception to this. Like, I've been to several lunchrooms, and it's always the same way. There's these huddles of groups of people, and this is my group, and this is my group, and this is my group. And then there's those some people that are the outsiders over there. And then if this group and this group kind of get too close together, there's going to be a fight because they don't get along, you know? So we have to separate them by at least a lunch table or at least some rows or something. Maybe a few plates of pizza have to be between us because it could get it could get bad, right? But Jesus is saying, listen, it's easy to be in your little clique all the time and be in your little group all the time. That's easy. Hanging out with them, people that are just like you and that y'all do the same exact thing. And you're like twins and you complete each other's sentences and all that stuff. That's fun and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But we're not called just to love those people. We're called to love everybody in the lunchroom if we're going to stick with the lunchroom analogy. So, let's keep talking about this. Next slide, my friends, up in the booth. Jesus tells us that our neighbor is more than just our friends. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the greatest command, right? It's to love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, strength. So love God with everything you've got. The second command is like it, and it's to love your neighbor as yourself, right? Well, it's easy to say that your neighbor is the people that are easy to love. My neighbor is like the people close to me, my family, my friends, people I know, which is true. There's, that is not incorrect. That is right. But Jesus just said in the verses we just read 
Your neighbor is also your enemy. The person you have a real hard time with. The person that annoys you. The person that tries to annoy you. The person that talks trash about you. The person that is mean to you. They are also your enemy. And you're supposed to what them? Love them. Now, next slide. So we're supposed to love... Whoa, back up, back up, back up. There you go. We're supposed to love everybody, even our enemies. So, everybody includes who? Everybody, right? There's not like, everybody except. Then it's not everybody. So everybody means everybody. So if you're ever looking around at school and you're like, now who exactly did Jesus want me to love? You don't have to ask that question because the answer is yes, all of them. It's not like, well, just those. No, no, no. Everybody that you see at your school is who's called you to love. Now, when I was reading this and, and looking through this, I thought of a movie. Like a movie popped in my head. I don't know if y'all are movie people. Anybody here a movie person? You love movies? Yeah? Yeah, dude, I love movies. All about them. Watch them all the time. I'm pro- it's probably a little bit of an addiction. I need to work on it. Don't worry. I'm in counseling. So, there's this movie I thought of. It came out several years ago, but I love it. Uh, Jim Carrey's in it. Anybody Jim Carrey fan? Any? few of you. Nice. Sweet. He's still somewhat popular. Uh, He's in a movie called Bruce Almighty. And this is where... Okay, sweet. Uh, He gets God's powers in this movie. Now, he doesn't get all of God's powers. He gets like a small portion of them. And he he gets to use them in this little city. Um, But, and it's not theologically accurate necessarily, but it's a really funny movie. And, uh, and so there's this part that I thought of where there's these guys that jump him and beat him up and he's kind of bitter at the world and, uh, and gets kind of ticked. So uh, I just wanted to show that part of it. And then I'm going to ask you a question. And then we're going to show kind of how he responds to that. So how does he respond to his enemies is what we're going to talk about for just a second. So guys, play this first clip. Seth, we're on the audio for this. Yeah, you better keep walking. What? 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 Run, man! Run! 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 Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I was just kidding. Hey, we got your things. That's right. Say something now. Okay, so if somebody were, he said, be a beautiful, um, it's just this thing in the movie he says, he's saying beautiful. Uh, he's being sarcastic because obviously that wasn't beautiful. Now, if somebody jumped you when you were trying to stand up to some guys picking on a homeless dude, right? How would you feel towards those gentlemen that just did that to you? Be honest here, okay? This is church. We can be truthful. Somebody jumps you and you were trying to do something good, how do you feel towards those people that just jumped you? Some of you said you get angry. I heard that a little bit right here. I would get angry too. 
Anybody in here, would you just have warm, fluffy feelings for them? Just like, I want to just give them a hug. (laughs) Thank you so much for kicking me in the ribs. It felt great. There's no way you would have it. I mean, that's awesome if you really would. That's, that's amazing if you really would have those feelings. I would not have those feelings. I would have the opposite feel. I would have the feeling of, hey, why don't you get on the ground really quick and let me kick you in the rib, like hard, because I'm sore and it hurts. I would have those kind of feelings. I would not want to give the dude a hug or any of those dudes a hug. I would want to give them five. But not this kind of five. It would be like this kind of five. You know what I'm saying? So, that's just me. But what did Jesus just, we just read it. What would he call us to in this moment? I'm not saying he would call us to hug him. But he's not going to call us to have these feelings of go kick him in the rib. Or go punch him in the face. He actually calls us to love our enemies, right? Well, let's see how Bruce, who he he doesn't have God's powers yet at that point in the movie. But then he gets God's powers, and now he has this ability to do things that he couldn't do before. Let's see how he responds to his feelings, to his enemies, later on in the movie. Next, next slide. Hey, check it out. Check it out. Oh, look, it's the hero. What's up, woman? Yo, brethren, what up with thee? blessings on your alley you didn't get enough mr hero he wants some more (laughs) surely i say unto you dudes i do not wish to fight so as soon as you apologize and make a full reckoning of your transgressions i shall absolve you and continue along the path of righteousness (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about man Check this out, homie. You want me and the homies to apologize, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Go, cool, go. Cool. I'll tell you what. We'll apologize. The day a monkey comes out my butt, then you get your sorry. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> because that's today. Hey, your crack man oh it's brujeria it's el diablo vamonos let's go you guys leaving hey don't forget your parting gifts So Bruce responds with something that we, we have a word for. It. It's called revenge, right? He gets revenge on these guys, goes after them with these powers, and is loving it, right? So is that how God would have actually responded, though, to, to somebody who maybe doesn't love him, that somebody would think is his enemy? No. And is that how he calls us to be? It's like, hey, if some kid makes fun of you at school, totally blast that kid in your next class. Like, wait till there's a really quiet moment and make like a flatulent noise, you know what I'm saying, where you pass gas and make it sound like they did it and then just point fingers and be like, 
<laughs> he totally just, he pooped in their pants. They did it. They did it. <laughs> and you try to get them embarrassed and you try to make fun of them. And we all do this, man. We all will t- try to take shots at people who have made us feel bad or have hurt our feelings or have hurt us in some kind of way, ticked us off, whatever. We try to get revenge. We try to get even. But God calls us to love the people who don't love us. But here's the and part that's tough as well. And that others don't love. Because here's the deal. Some of you in here aren't necessarily mean, mean folks, right? You're not the kid that's picking on other kids. But you're also not the kid who is loving on the people that other people are picking on. And sometimes that's just as important. And both of these are part of this. It's yes, you're supposed to love the people that are your enemies, that you consider your enemies, that you would say probably think you're their enemy, but it's also loving the people that nobody else loves. Because again, God loves who? Everybody. And if God loves everybody, that means we're all on the same level with God. There's not any of us in here that are higher. Your smart group leader's not higher in their relationship with God. God loves them just as much as they love you. God doesn't love the, the Christian school kid more than he loves the public school kid. God doesn't love a pastor more than he loves anybody else. He loves us all the same. Which means that you are no better or worse than anyone else either. And that's a big deal. That changes the way you think about people, or it should. Because if you make fun of somebody, now think about this. If you make fun of somebody, why are you ultimately doing it? Yes, it could be to try to make fun of them just so that other people laugh. It could be so that other people think you're awesome, whatever. But at the end of the day, usually the core reason is because you think in some kind of way you're better than the person you're making fun of. And sometimes it's not even making fun of them that you think that. Sometimes you think you're better than other people, and because of that, you don't associate or talk to these other people because you think you're better than them. That's why you don't talk to them. So it's not like you make fun of them directly. You don't say, ha ha, you're ugly, or whatever. You don't say it right to their face. You just don't say anything to them because you think you're better than they are. But the reality is there's not one of us in here who's better than anybody else. Sixth graders in the room, God loves you. Seventh graders in the room, God loves you. Eighth graders in the room, God loves you. The the same amount as he loves me and he loves the small group leaders and he loves kindergartners. We're all on the same level with God. So who are we, okay? Listen to me here. Who are we and who are you to think that we are better than anybody else if God says we're all on the same level. It's like saying we're better than God, right? It's like saying we know better than God. It's like, oh, no, 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 hold on, God. I know you say you love everybody, but surely you love me a little more because I'm better. Like, I've done way more stuff than this guy over here. You've got to love me a little better, a little more, I've like read my Bible way more than that person over there. Is that how it works? No. But is that how we think it works sometimes? Yes. 
So what do we have to do? We have to retrain our brain, right? We've got to retrain the way we think. So when you go into your lunchroom and you start seeing these factions and these people getting made fun of and, and these things going on that you don't know, that they don't match up with what God's called us to. They don't match up with the fact that we're all on the same level with God. God loves all of us the same, and he loves all of us. We've got to stand up and do something about that. We've got to change that. We've got to live differently than that. And if that happened in middle school, it will freak people out. Your teachers will be like flabbergasted. That's right, flabbergasted. They will not know what to do to see middle schoolers treating each other with respect and love. It doesn't mean you're best friends with everybody, but you're not picking on people. You're including other people. You're thinking about other people. You're actually being courteous. It will change things if you do this. So, next slide. That means Jesus is against, hit the button one more time for me, friends, bullying. So if you're a bully or you've been bullied, Jesus is not for that. So you're <laughs> clapping. Yay! Um, so, but here's, here's also what this means. This doesn't mean that you walk up to a bully and you just say, Jesus isn't okay with you. That doesn't... That's not necessarily showing them the love, is it? Now you're becoming what we're talking about. Um, but just know that this is not something that, that Jesus is cool with or okay with, okay? So if you've been guilty of bullying before, and I think almost everybody has at some point, it is not okay, and it is not cool. So if you've ever heard us get on to you for bullying here at Revolution, it's because of this. Ultimately, it's because we believe Jesus God loves all of us the same. And when we bully somebody else, it's disrespecting that. It's disrespecting how much God loves that other person. So that's why this is such a big deal. If you get in trouble for bullying at school, they might not say this is the reason, but at the end of the day, it's because you're not respecting another person. And God made everybody. And God loves everybody. So Jesus, not cool with bullying. Next slide, which is actually just a one-word change. So hit the next, next button, my friends. One more time. He's against prejudice. So if you are thinking, man, I am better than somebody else, which is typically what prejudice is. It's like, man, this one group of people, this one type of people um, I am not cool with. Uh, It could be the band folks. You know, you have a bias against band folks. Or band folks, you might have a bias against sports people. I don't know. It it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, Jesus isn't cool with any of it because it's putting people on different levels again. You get what I'm saying? So prejudice, also not cool. Next slide. Again, it's just going to change the word. He's also against racism. So anybody with a different color? No, there's no difference in color as far as who God loves. We're all on the same level. No difference. So if you ever hear somebody make some kind of derogatory comment or some kind of joke that's at a certain race's expense, not cool. Not cool. So bullying, prejudice, racism, all that stuff flies in the face of what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying, love every single person that you come in contact with. Everybody. I don't care what they look like. I don't care if they make less money than you or have less money than you or they don't wear cool clothes. I don't care if they're into the same stuff as you. I don't care if they stole your lunch money. 
I want you to love all of them. And just a little side note, that doesn't mean like let people take your lunch money and bully you. I'm not saying that. But I'm also saying don't harbor hate in your heart towards that person that stole the lunch money. That's the core message. That's the core thing we're talking about tonight is how are you in your heart feeling and thinking towards other people and then how do you treat them? Do you treat them with this love that Jesus is calling us to? Are you living differently than this? Because at the end of the day, I think we would all agree in middle school, most people are living differently than this. Would you agree with that? Most of the time when you go in your school, you're probably seeing something different than loving everybody, right? Probably not seeing a whole lot of the love. But guess what? It doesn't have to be like that. You guys and girls in here can be different than that. It's part of why we call it the revolution. Revolution is starting a change, a big difference. It's not being the same, the normal, the everyday average. Because we're following Jesus. We want to follow Jesus. We want to live for him. Loving other people is a huge part of that. Because it's seeing God's worth in someone else. God's love in someone else. So this is a huge, huge deal. Next slide. So let's go back to the original question. What if we really started to love people? What if we really started to do that? Not just say it, like, yeah, I totally love other people. But then when you go out throughout your day, it's not that way. So then the question becomes, will you start to really love other people? Will you start to really do it? Not just say that you do it. And most of you in here, that means something needs to change. The way you talk to your friends, the way you talk to the people that aren't your friends, the way you talk to your parents or your brother and sister. If you got hateful things coming out of your mouth, it's probably because you got hateful things going on in here. And you need to deal with it. You need to address it. And let God change it, because it can change. You can't just be like, well, I just hate them, and it's just the way it is. Just hate them. No. You don't just say, well, I just hate them and that's just the way it is. God changes things. And if you tell me God can't change your heart, then you're basically saying God's not God. Because God can do anything. And he calls you to love. He doesn't call you to hate. So, last slide. What if you did it? What if you did this tomorrow? in your lunchroom, in your homeroom, in your fifth period, whatever. If you did it throughout the day at your school, you did it at your house, you started to do this every single day, love the people you come in t- contact with, what would happen? Because I'm willing to bet it would start to change stuff. It would start to change you. And it would start to change the people around you. And people would start to see through the way you treat people, through the way you think about people, through the way that you interact with people because you're now loving people and you're showing it through the way that you you treat them. And if you're showing love to everybody and anybody, you're not discriminating and you're not, you know, picking on people you used to pick on and and you're 
you're putting, putting down those jokes at other people's expense, when you start doing those things, people start asking questions and they start to notice things. And so when we say, what if you really loved other people? I think the answer is, people will see God in you. And it will start to change things around you.